outskirts, but that's just what it is, man. Like that 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 SoFi Stadium in Inglewood that went up, man. Mm. So many black people, a lot of them cashed out their old homes over there, and they that intimate domain kicked in. They had to yeah. sell, but they did well. And then other people that don't have to sell, they sit and wait and wait because it's just going up. Right. But it's it's you know, all it's gonna do is push people to these little outskirts cities and 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 just force more situations on a street level because you got these street dudes getting into it with those dudes that already got their shit established and it's mm -hmm. just it's a mess but it's new mathers with my motherfuckers ass you want to know how to rhyme you better learn how to add it's mathematics mighty most definitely it's simple mathematics check it out i'm a ball around science what are we talking about here Peace, peace, peace. Welcome to another episode of Wise the Dome, man. Today, I have a very special guest, long overdue. You know what I'm saying? No better time than now. I got great MC out of South uh, Central in Los Angeles. What up, Vern? I appreciate you for coming through, fam. What up, man? How you doing, Wise? Honored oh. to be here, brother. I'm great, man. I'm great, man. <laughs> no doubt, man. I've been, you know, your music stay in constant rotation. Yeah, so I want you to, I want to let you know that now, man. Like, you really, you really got it, man. And uh, definitely glad to have you on, G. Appreciate it, man. Definitely, definitely. No doubt, no doubt. So what a Vern, where the name come from? It's my government, man. Mom's named me Vernon. Um, I had a couple of different monikers throughout the years. But uh, when I did my rebrand, I said, I'm going to just be transparent and be me. So, you know, every time I walk in the room, I'm always yelling, what up? So it's sort of stuck, <laughs> what up, Vern, you know what I mean? Word, word is bomb, man, and congrats on the new album. Um, this Appreciate is Traveled, man. Uh, the title of the album, like, what was the idea, like, you know, just in the creation process and where did the title come from? Okay, well, Distance Travel, uh, shout out to Nothing to See Here, the production company that facilitated that whole situation. Shout out to everybody that touched on that project. Um, I'm from LA, like you said, South Central Los Angeles, but I currently reside about 150 miles out, 130 miles out in Bakersfield, California. So it was a double entendre. It was the distance. I was going out to the studio every Thursday night and every Saturday night. So I was traveling middle of the night to do it. And it's just uh, symbolic to where I started with this music to where I'm at right now. So it's like a double entendre play on words. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And being from South Central, man, like, you know, uh, what was it? What was it like growing up in, in South Central LA? Man, I, I I like to tell everybody that anybody that grew up in any ghetto, man, it's probably was very similar. You know, like it's a lot going on, but you don't really notice it because it's home and it's like regular. Somebody mm. from outside of the outside of the wire might be shocked and appalled by some of the things we see, but you know, it was just childhood, man. Like I can name all the. I could talk about the drive-bys and the crack era and all that, but I also could talk about the street football games and the basketball yeah. at the park and just, you know, riding our bikes and shit. It, just, it was just childhood, man. It just, I guess it was just like having a childhood growing up in the war zone somewhat. Yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to ask you. Do you think, like, um, you know, South Central, Compton, Long Beach, you know, that area, do you think, and Watts, do you think that, Sometimes media may portray it like, you know, there's nothing good going on in the city. You know what I'm saying? Of course. I mean, they 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 would never understand it because it's it's boring to them. Mm. They report those areas like they will report in a third world country. It's the, it's almost yeah. the same thing. They, they they're not there, and if they're there, they're only there for a minute to say their story. Then they out. They don't know the culture of the uh, of the situation or how the people go about their day to day. So being an outsider looking in, yeah, you can kind of label it whatever you want, and you have things to back up those those false labels. But it's way more layers to it than the news will ever provide. Yeah, yeah, and you know, I think that kind of that kind of bleeds over into the hip hop scene, right? And, you know, we have, obviously, LA is known for gang culture, but there's also been other LA scenes that like, that they weren't necessarily against gang culture, but that's not what they was on. They was on like, you know, some hip hop shit. You know what I mean? Like, right. like what, are, what are your thoughts on that when people just think of LA and, you know, can, and not really understand that there are several different scenes going on out there. Well, it's like it's like anything back in the day, opposed to now, when uh, 
record labels trying to control the output, mm. they kind of gravitated to what worked. NWA was pretty much the biggest thing that blew at the time, Ice-T. And so everything had to kind of be a duplicate or a copycat of that. But during that time, you had other groups. Later on, Far Side, Alcoholic, Souls of Mischief, different groups that were not really kicking that reality rap, that gangster rap. It was doing, you know, more, I guess you would call it East Coast kind of traditional hip hop or just, you know, displaying their bars and their, their penmanship. And um, that wasn't highlighted earlier on. A um, couple of groups broke through, like I mentioned, Souls of Mischief, Far Side, Lake. There was a couple that broke through. Um, and I think the beauty of the game now is that you don't need those machines and everybody getting a look. And yeah. you see people kind of blending and dealing with everybody. So it's just a different thing. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can, I can see that. And you, and you did mention like you know how like the NWA model. You know, one obviously one of the greatest groups of all time. But you can't always, you know, like when something is hot, labels are going to try to oh let me find the next group right instead of looking for something that's original. And so eventually, obviously, um, you kind of have, and obviously too. Gang culture is such a big part of LA. You're also you're always going to have that within hip hop. But some of the other groups that you mentioned, how were they received in the beginning, like in LA? And how do you think like more of what you would consider traditional hip hop is is received now? Well, I think I, I would say, like me personally speaking for myself, I've always been a fan of the music and it didn't really, I didn't never lock into one kind of rap or one kind of sound. I always, you know, before the net and all this shit was popping, this is how you got a picture of other places. So I would listen to everything just to get a different point of view from other places and other areas. But uh, as far as how things were received at home, as far as being in LA, it, it, it was received well because we know that everybody ain't running around gangbanging. Right. We, you know what I mean? Like, we know the reality. So, you know, right. it's cool to see the freestyle fellowships and uh, dilated peoples and, you know, other people doing other things as well as the gangster shit too because it's a, it's it's all of it. Yeah. You know, we know all the sides of it. Just like if you could go to the East Coast, you know, uh, you had, I mean, that shit was gangster rap too. You had the Mob Deep, the Wu, whatever. But then you had the Talib Kweli's, the most deaf. And it's all well received by the people that's there to receive it. You know, everything ain't gonna resonate with everybody, but there's a pocket for everybody. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And and I'm glad that you know that we could clear that up for the people because, like I said, I think there's all there's a lot of misconceptions about just you know L.A. And I think a lot of it has to do with media, you know, and what media portrays, and you know, I, even what we see in movies. You know what I mean? Um, right. Boys in the Hood, Minister Society, obviously great movies that influenced us all. But it had the world thinking like this was the whole story of LA. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. And it's really just a section. I mean, it's the ghetto, you know. I mean, it, it's it's low pockets everywhere, but like New Jack City ain't all in New York. Right. You also got the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Right, right. right. Two fucking things. You understand what yeah. I'm saying? Right. Heat was shot in LA. You got the gang banger, but then you have the bank robbery. Two different things, but it's still in within one city because all right. of it happens. You know what I mean? And I think you know, like as far as the music, it was they were just shining the light on what worked. You remember mm -hmm. when Hammer popped off? Then everybody was dancing. You know what yeah. I mean? Because yeah. that's they, they just they duplicate. They don't they don't push original. They just try to carbon copy things. So yeah, yeah I agree. I agree. You know, also too, you mentioned Hammer, and I was having a conversation uh, with. Uh, some brothers the other day and the question came up like was is hammer considered a legend in the game like what would what would, what would be your thoughts how can he be right i mean like, i understand people's preference right and their opinions like a lot of people hold their hip hop very close to heart and they judge it a certain way but it's almost like you got to look at it like sports right maybe he wasn't your favorite athlete but what he did for the game you mm. can't take that away from him. And he, mm. he 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 helped the game. He made that shit worldwide. Right. And he put it in places where it was. And Hammer was doing arenas before right. people was doing arenas. You understand? His shit was too big for a club. Right. So I mean, maybe that wasn't your cup of tea, but even the hardest nigga like to dance or like to see females shaking their ass. So he, he had a purpose. He was he was it was a necessary evil, I guess you would say, if you're a purist, you know what I mean? But he had the space. Right. No, I, I agree. And you know. 
look at all the endorsements that people are getting now. Like he was break, he he kind of broke that barrier all the way down for everybody, you know. I just think it's weird. Um, and I've always like I understand, like, okay, like the East, they started the shit, right? So that's the mecca of the hip hop game. But it's so funny because a lot of times over here on the West, we were fucking penalized for shit that was already happening. We got killed for the Jerry Curl, but Curtis Blow had a Jerry Curl. Facts. <laughs> we got killed for MC Hammer, but Ken Play danced around too. Facts. Father MC danced around too. Big Daddy Kane danced around. Facts. Right? Right. But we got killed for this shit. You understand what right. I'm saying? So it, it, it's just like it's, it, it was never a, a fair assessment of what mm. was going on. And mm. that's that, I think that's that's how people, you know, come with those questions about Hammer. How isn't he a legend? Hammer was the Jay-Z of his time as far as his fucking marketing, his promotion, and his reach. Right. Oh, How yeah. isn't he a legend? Oh, yeah. That's, that's real talk. That's real talk. And there's one thing that, you know, is while we're talking about California culture and LA culture. And like you said, there's different pockets and there's different, a lot of different things going on. You got, you got a lot of money in LA and you got a lot of poverty in LA. And one thing that, you know, from what I hear from everybody that visits, the thing that shocks them is like the homelessness situation in LA. If you can like speak on that some, because I think a lot of people don't really grasp how how bad it really is, you know what I'm saying? All right. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know how it is where you at, but there's literal ten cities littering the streets. Like lit, like you can be in a, a condo and you come downstairs and you know go around the corner and that busy street is full of tents. Wow. And that's just what it is. And um, I do a lot. Like I get out and I, I feed people and I do things. And a lot of the homeless gonna tell you if I'm gonna be homeless, why would the best place to be is California because of the weather. Mm, so right. You get a lot, and you know, New York, other places they put their homeless on buses right. and send them to other places. So if you could get here, I mean, I figure it would be the best place to be homeless just because you got a better chance of not freezing to death mm -hmm. or you know. But yeah, it, it's it's um it's surreal the mm -hmm. situation that you see out here and um, I don't see a solution. I don't know what they're gonna do and how they're gonna fix this, but it's really bad. Right, yeah, I heard that like, you know, even they get to the point where they try to hide it and move them and like, uh, you know, move them to different parts of the city, but I'm pretty sure that that ain't really working. Nah, like when, you know, like if it's the event Super Bowl or something, they're gonna try to clean that area. Yeah, that's what the I saw. Or the mm -hmm. Olympics and some shit like that, but it's so much. And it's so bad that I just don't know what they can do aside from opening up some of these old high rises and figuring a way to facilitate and take care of these people. Yeah. It's American. It shouldn't. It's, I mean, it's, we all accountable, right? So yeah, yeah, some of them motherfuckers is out there because they fucked up. But a mm -hmm. lot of them, I mean, a lot of that shit is new. It's it's COVID. A lot right. of these people didn't make it through that pandemic and it was living check to check before mm -hmm. they shit shut down. And it's it's new. Right? right, you see people out here like not just the tents. You see people still in their cars. They still mm -hmm. was able to hold on to that, but they ain't got nothing else, right? And they mm -hmm. Uber and they DoorDash and they trying to figure it out. But it's just, it's it's a fucking disparity as far as the have and the have nots, and it's 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 getting worse. And you know, and for a country to have so much money and not be willing to fix that problem, you know, is is. I mean, we we get it because that's that's what they known for. But at the same time, you know, being there and, and seeing it, it has to be like it has to be real humbling, man. Just make you at least, you know, two things thankful for what you got and wanting to be able to do whatever you can to help folks, you know. It's, it's definitely humbling, man, because, you know, I don't know too many people. It could be anybody under certain circumstances. And that's mm, just right. the reality. Right. right. So. There's never, I mean, if nothing over the last couple of years then taught you is not to thumb your nose at life and mm -hmm. what can be and what can happen because we all vulnerable in one way or another. And that's just how I try to operate, man. I look at it from that point of view, like it could be me. I mean, right. it, it, I was I was it, I was homeless before before I bought this house. I'm blessed, but it it, it happens. Mm -hmm. See, you know, and uh you just gotta stay on your P's and Q's and try to do what you can, man. But you know, anybody that's peeping, try to have some humanity, you know, like you see yeah. these people, buy them a sandwich if you got it, just try to have a little humanity. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I do. I, I, I do the same, bro. Like, you know, I 
And I ain't one of those type of people that, you know, like, even if they did fuck up, right? I ain't, I ain't there to judge them. You know what I'm saying? And right. there shouldn't be any situation, whether they fucked up or not, where they are having to, you know, scramble for their basic necessities. It's, it's just, it's crazy. It's, it's, it's so funny, bro, because it was uh, maybe a month or two ago, I got a back house and it was empty. And a, a motherfucker broke in and was squatting in my back house. Damn. And I, like I was at work and I seen my dog on the camera standing in one spot all day. Mm. Like I looked at eight, then I looked around my lunch around 11, 12, and it was still there. Like, so I came home and I caught a motherfucker in my back house and I, you know, I touched him up because, you know, my daughter be here. So I had yeah. to do what I had to do. But after that, I caught him two days later and I, I took him to breakfast to just let him know it wasn't personal. You didn't right. like, you didn't know you was in my shit. You trying to get out the code and I'm not tripping on you for doing, for trying to survive, but there's circumstances and and mm. um, consequences to shit. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It, it, it's that bad. You Damn. know what I mean? Damn. Damn. You mentioned the pandemic. You know, like seeing. Like I remember, like you know, being in Texas during the pandemic, and the shit was like the wild wild west there. You know, they didn't like didn't nothing really shut down. Shit was, but LA had a different somewhat of a different approach but some people also saw that LA's approach might have been you know in some people's eyes might have been too much as far as it was a bit heavy for some but you know this is the thing man like I feel in this information age right like it's a slippery slope because I don't want to ever say people shouldn't have a voice but sometimes there's too many voices going on right you know what we just, and this is my opinion, you know, I'm not trying to rub nobody the wrong way or push what I believe on anyone, but yeah. I will say that all you got to do is do your research and understand we've been here before. Mm. The fucking vaccine cards we got now are the same one they have for mumps, measles, polio. It's the same card. Right. It's the exact same card, right? There's been times where mandates been put out when they had to fucking tell you what it was. And then I tell everybody that was, you know, hypercritical. I'm like, okay, if you have children, your children go to school. Your children do not go to school without getting their shots. Mm-hmm. I don't know about other places in California. You have to have your shots. Right. Name what's name what they shot in your children, right? Because you mm-hmm. can't. But now you're so hypercritical of some shit. And I get it, like the distrust of the government, but the government being the government. There's <laughs> no money in killing people. People right. are the resource. We will always be the main resource. There's the no human resource, right? There's nothing without, listen, and then there's no fucking rich without poor. So there's no reason to wipe out the poor. Right. You understand what I'm saying? But people, you know, with everything that's been shown to us and fed to us with the George Floyd and all this shit, I get the distrust, right? Mm -hmm. But I just think be practical. You got to have an argument that you can stand on. Yeah. And you can't tell me, oh, I'm not taking that, but you didn't let them fucking put whatever they put in your kids. Any shot I've ever taken, I've never known what was in it. Right. I've never, and I've, you know, I've been to the doctor. We all been to the doctor. I'm prior military. It was a time we was in the cattle line and they were just shooting us up with shit. Right. Literally, right. like the arm dripping with blood and shit. Like, <laughs> it is what it is. You know what I mean? So, I mean, the, it was a wild time, but yeah. I'm glad we're coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was. It, it's definitely a, a wild time, man. Um, going back to your album, uh, this last album, um, what was you know like your albums always, especially the the most recent ones? They kind of have a thing a lot in a lot of cases. Like, what was your mind? What was your mind framing and creating this this new album, Distance Travel? Well, with Distance Travel, man, like I can honestly tell you um, that it was the first time that I kind of worked in a different way. I usually work in here by myself and send shit off and add pieces that way. Mm-hmm. This was the first time it was real collaborative. I would lead a song, I would do my part, and I hear the song four or five weeks later, and it's completely different than I left it. Mm-hmm. It was more hands in the pot, and I, I, I relinquished control. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I was I was willing to be a passenger on my own shit. Right. So uh, I was in the passenger seat and it was just good working with people that got a little more cachet, got a, a lot more connections with, like, if you listen to the album, man, there's a lot of live instrumentation. It's a lot of different shit. And if you know my prior work, it's night and day from that to anything I've ever done before that. Right. So it was just a different experience. And I was able to kind of sit back and be a fan 
at the same time seeing the shit happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I contributed, but it wasn't just me. You know, that's the thing, man. Some of the, in my opinion, all right, like certain albums that might be considered uh, the best albums of all time as far as hip hop goes, you know, like stuff like Doggy Style and Only Built for Cuban Links and The Chronic and all of these was collaborative efforts. You're not going to get, you're not going to get that, um, you're not going to get a, the Chronic if, you know, Young Daz and Corrupt and Snoop and Nate and uh, Superfly and whoever else was involved, Warren, you know, like you're not going to get these albums with, without, you know, things being collaborative. And I think that, you know, now that it's so easy to uh, send a verse off or, you know what I mean, through the email, a lot of times, you know, that part may get lost, but it's dope to hear, you know, like how this was a collaborative effort. Well, listen, you, it's, it's funny you say what you said, and like with the email and shit, you know, you don't have the energy. You're right. losing the energy with what's in the room. But it's funny you say that because I don't know your opinion on things, but it's been, in my opinion, it's been clear for the last maybe 10, 15 years that the South run hip hop right now. Right, right, right. The reason the South run hip hop is because they're ultra collaborative. Right. When they out there in the studio, I could be in the studio and, and Gucci will be down the hall and come give me a verse. When it get right, when it get right, take care of me on the back end. And that's what they doing. That's why right. I see these young boys with these speeches because so they taking care of each other. Right. That's why they've been winning for so fucking long. That's the secret. Wow. That's the secret. Do you think um, LA culture, like, as far as, you know, being that collaborative that you know is a, too much too many street politics can get in the way of that always have always have and, and and the thing about la man like i'm not gonna never knock my city but my city is on some it's always on some i'm the shit type of vibe right and people that need help won't request it because they feel like they can do it and people that can do it Gonna make you earn it before they mm -hmm. help. It's just a different kind of thing. Right. Um, it's it's changing with the younger artists. Uh, rest in peace, Nipsey. But what him and YG was doing was very phenomenal because it crossed the color lines mm -hmm. and it was very fucking collaborative. And uh, you know, you you starting to see a little bit of it, but I don't see it at the level I would like to see it at yet. It's not, not for LA. Um, it, it, it's, it's not where it's supposed to be yet, as far as people fucking with each other the way they're supposed to. You mentioned Nip. Um, with Nip. Have a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And, and you, you mentioned uh, Nipsey Hustle, and that that shit hit the country hard. You know what I'm saying? And so I can imagine, like when when word hit out there that you know Nipsey had been killed, man, like. What what it I mean? What was the feeling? What was the mood of the, of the city? Well, the, the thing about that shit was it was really wild because uh my brother Club shout out to my man Club Dynamite he lives literally down the street from the Marathon store mm -hmm. he live in that neighborhood and like you know being over there and just seeing that shit from what it was to what it became and just you know from the bullets have no the, the bullets don't got no names mixtapes to what he became out there with the Marathon and all that. It was, it was, it was different. Mm. It was very different because this dude was not, he was like no disrespect ever to Pac and nobody like that. But this dude wasn't talking about, he wasn't an idealist. He was doing this shit. This right. shit was happening. Right. These film programs for these kids, these stores, these jobs, this shit was happening. You saw it. If you can, you if you can, for those that aren't, that haven't been out there, what was that? Like the transformation that you saw, like from the from the neighborhood, like what was he actually doing? Well, the thing is with the store, it was like a basically he was a roller sister crip. That's a very very that's like a superpower in LA gang culture. That's like right. a one of the big ones. But people knew that not to come to the store with no anybody could come to the store. The store mm -hmm. was in the neighborhood, but anybody could come to the store. Mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. shit like that like the stem programs and getting the computers for the kids and teaching oh. them coding and program like those were in buildings that shit was happening 
Right. You understand, like right. jobs, you know, buying the fat burger right next to the to the store and employing the kids in the neighborhood. And, you know, it. he was doing it right. right now. You understand, dude wasn't even like he had one major album. All this shit is out of his pocket. This is what he's doing. This and he's still grassroots. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, pay yeah. attention. He just, he finna drop his Def Jam shit. He, they, he just his first major. Next right. year, one major. He did all yeah, this shit. That, right. Right. You know what I mean? So it was just amazing that once he got some knowledge of some shit, he implemented it. And it mm. was good to see because we know that he wasn't, there's a lot of people that come out claiming shit and talking that talk that ain't, ain't shit. They ain't really no gangbanger and they got to pay the hood to claim it. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's all kind of weird shit. It was authentic right. on both sides. And it was right. just, it was beautiful to see. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man. And you know, that, that loss, that loss hit everybody. And I want to kind of touch on something you just spoke on as well. We see artists come out. We ain't, we ain't gonna name no names, you know what I'm saying? But we see artists come out um, and then like when they're already rich and famous over the age of 17, you know what I'm saying, being in their 20s, um, they start claiming a, a hood in LA. Like, what's your what's your thoughts on that? Well, I, listen, uh, more or less, man, that's a protection racket. Mm -hmm. Uh get rich and move out there. And in order to be able to move around kind of freely and you know enjoy yeah. the sports of being that you you're gonna need to. I mean, some, I guess the audit, because that's out of town shit. You can't do that shit being from there. That shit will not work at all. Right. You understand? Right. Like you like. Nah. Yeah, 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 but, yeah. You know, like we said, we ain't gonna name no names, but you know, rapper X or Y come in and that and all of a sudden he's a blood, he's a crit. But it's those are who you protect paying the, the, to to watch you back in the clubs and make sure you ain't getting robbed by everybody else. So I mean, yeah. you know, I think it's sad that it, it's even a nest a thing that's maybe required. And I, I think it's also sad if you think that's the way you wanna be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um yeah. A way out's a way out. Now, I, I look at a lot of people, we be on Twitter, and people be shitting on all these artists, these young artists, old artists, whatever. But I always try to tell them, bro, like if they are being mentioned, they work very hard, regardless if you like them or not. They worked hard. Mm -hmm. Even that dude, the 6'9 dude that everybody hey, he still worked to get where he was. I've been rapping for over 20 years. I'm, I, I ain't got that look. Right. He got that look. Right. He worked for it. It, it was work put in. Right? You can't disrespect the work, but I figure like if the work pays off, you should try to figure something out where you can kind of live a different life. Yeah. You know, if you come from that, then by all means, do what you're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if that's not your element, why introduce that into your success? It, it doesn't make sense. It's die in the water. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Real talk. And real talk. And you know, like we mentioned Nip, but you know, you were around also like when Pac was killed, right? And we are, you know, it's funny, like all the conspiracy theories that came out across the country, but LA knew like from the jump, like, you know, what happened. And, you know, there was some wars uh, for, after that, but not even talking about that. What was like, well, how did, man, you know, because I know how we felt, and we and we not even from out there. But how did people feel? You know that you know, that was just fans of the music. You know what I'm saying? When, well, when Pac died. Well, Tupac man has always been super duper bigger than life. Most places, including in Cali, mm -hmm. uh, it was a it was a huge blow. It was it was huge because like you know the mythology. Everybody really kind of threw science out the window and thought he was bulletproof and would recover yeah. <laughs> you know and it was just a big hit and it's it, like it's weird because I worked literally down the street from where Biggie got hit oh wow right mm -hmm. and like it was ill for me and my people because we like we didn't we didn't do the whole fucking the east coast west coast shit never made sense to people that got good sense and I right. say that publicly right it was right. every side of that you don't have good sense because I'm not gonna ever just stop liking tacos. I like tacos. That's <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm yeah. not gonna stop liking music from a certain place all of a sudden. 
right? It makes no sense. Music is a, it's like a, it's like a sense. Like you drink something, you like it or you don't. You hear something, you like it or you don't. You have no control over it. Right. None. You right. have no control over your sensibilities in the music you like. The shit that you don't like, you just don't like it. You're not choosing not to like it. You don't like it. Right. That's, that's it. Right. So I felt real bad when Big got hit at the house, but it was like, it was like everybody, it, it was like you you kind of didn't take it seriously and like you didn't put the the, the enough importance on where you was going. Yeah, yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, it's not a badge of honor that L.A. is wild like that, but L.A. is fucking wild like that. Right. But Pac got shot in New York too. New York right. wild too, right? right? right. They just as fucking wild. So when you move in a certain way, you got to move a certain way. But we didn't know about the how deep the LAPD shit went within mm -hmm. all that. And mm -hmm. everything else, and you know, I mean, like we still speculate that Pac had his there had some assistance oh, yeah. because of his mama's ties and his background and how powerful he would have been if he ever transitioned to some other than music. They don't right. want that, nice. so I'm under I'm under belief that it wasn't just purely gangster shit. It was definitely it had a helping hand, yeah, on both ends. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, man, I, I agree a hundred percent. Um, you got a couple songs where I've heard you. Uh, mentioned uh, gentrification and I was watching um, I was scrolling down YouTube one day and it was a, a brother being interviewed um, I, I forgot which set he was from but he was it was somewhere in LA or surrounding uh, city and he was like like they had interviewed him like a couple years before you know and everything was good and then they interviewed, interviewed him recently and he was like, yo, you know, a lot of the people ain't even here no more because they can't even afford to live here no more. Like, can you talk about like what, because it's happening all over the country, but LA is already known for having, you know, just super expensive ass homes and apartments. Like, so like, what is like, you know, you never, and one thing that that I didn't ever think about it in that context until he said it, that, you know, some of these street organizations and these sets, they kind of, they're not getting broke up, but they, but neighborhoods is getting broke up. Like if you okay. can't, speak, yeah, if you can't speak on that. Well, I mean, we all know what gentrification is, man. And it, it, it's, um, it's the oddest shit to see in real time. Right, right now, I, I was hanging out on, on the block, maybe, sometime last year and i was literally down the street from where denzel shot training day in the jungles this is what's it called it's a mm -hmm. big blood neighborhood ghetto and i seen this white boy in scrubs <laughs> like just got off work just skateboard past headed toward the jungle <laughs> like it went to shit right and i'm telling you, 20 years ago that would have been like seeing a fucking elephant chasing a pit bull <laughs> Yeah. It would have been it would have been like what the fuck, right? <laughs> and it was just so calm. It was dark. He didn't mind us. Right. And on two on two okay. On one level, and I'm not pro gentrification at all, but it just shows that the whole exodus of these ghettos and all that shit was more or less a choice because you can always have lived among us. Right. And if you would have stayed, then a lot of this shit we went through wouldn't have happened. Because right. policing exactly. is better when you're here, right? And and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. So that's the that's what I see initially. It's like that's I look at it like I'm kind of like that's some bullshit. Because you came back when you want to. We the same motherfuckers that you thought we were this whole right. time, right? We the same. But now you know people are understanding. Hey, I make this amount of money and I can go afford this, and I don't have to fucking travel to work all goddamn day. And th and that's what's happening. And you know, they they pricing people out and people are ending up in these outskirts. And, but that's just what it is, man. Like that that, that SoFi Stadium in Inglewood that went up, mm -hmm. man. So many black people, a lot of them cashed out their own homes over there and they, that intimate domain kicked in. They had to yeah. sell, but they did well. And then other people that don't have to sell, they sit and wait and wait because it's just going up. Right. But it's, it's, you know, all it's going to do is push people to these little outskirts cities and, and, and just force more situations on a street level because you got these street dudes getting into it with those dudes that already got their shit established and it's mm -hmm. just it's a mess but it's nothing it's a third world problem 
Poor yeah. people always getting fucking pushed around and moved around. Look at it's the same as fucking Palestine and Israel. Fact. It's the same shit. Like this is my land, but it ain't because you said Damn, it ain't. That's a great point. Damn, that's a great point. You know, it's crazy because like in uh my uh, my grandmother's neighborhood in uh Durham, North Carolina, has been gentrified and black city um neighborhood was extremely black. And it's funny, like how you said, like you know, at one time, if you saw a, a white dude walking through there at night, you'd be like, what? Like, nah. You know what I'm saying? But, right. na- but now, to the point where she's the only one, she's the only one left in the neighborhood. And what's crazy is, like, they gentrified the neighborhood and put all these Black Lives Matter signs in. And I was like, well, shit, do our, like, Black Lives Matter, but we ain't, we ain't finna have nowhere to live. I tell people all the goddamn time, man, and it's a, it's a fucked up thought, but I, I, I believe it wholeheartedly, and it's 100% true to me. And it's the African-American or the American Negro, however you want to fucking coin the phrase. Come on in. I, I'm doing this interview. I'm going to eat afterward. No, I ain't got no cash. Um, we refugees in America. They can't send us home because right. we don't have a home. Africans really don't fuck with the American black on certain levels. I ain't trying to put people in a box, but it's a thing. And we really don't have a place here. We do because we're valuable, mm-hmm. right? We have a lot of the things that make the wheels turn as far as the sports, the entertainment, and even in the government and everything else. There's a lot of brilliant black shit going on that make these wheels turn. But the only thing that separates us and how they try to treat like they're trying to do to our Latin brothers and sisters is they can't send us nowhere. Yeah. So they don't right. fuck with us like that. And we can fight back because we know that they can't fight like we can because of a fear of deportation and certain shit like that. Like you wouldn't have never seen black babies in the mm. But you see the motherfuckers on horses with whips and shit with them Haitians. Right. 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 You know, that's that's a crazy thing too, because I just saw a stat where that it's like Hundred thousand Ukrainians are about to come over here, but they just shipped, kicked thirty thousand Haitians out, and it's like, uh, you know, I mean, we know what time it is, you know what I'm saying? But you're right. It's like I heard KRS one speak on it one time where he said, "It's like, you know, we like orphans." You know what I'm saying? Like we well, we, Haitians, we ain't really got nowhere to go. Why Haitians living bad when they under the British monarchy? Why? why right. where, where, where's the support? Right. You understand? Like Prince, mm-hmm. the, the president was just over there. It was like, we want out. We want right. to be like Barbados. We want to do our own shit. Y'all ain't doing shit anyway. Right. You understand what I'm saying? And you know, you listen, when, when are they fucking brought a hundred night fucking hundred thousand Nigerians over here or Ethiopians over here or mm-hmm. Somalians over here when they going through their shit? Right. They not because they black people. They're colored people. Right. Right. But, you know, you're like, you can't even catch an Uber without them up trying to tell you to donate to Ukraine. And God bless Ukraine and the people going through what they're going through. But it's just like, it's it's blatant, right? right? right. And I'm not blind to the shit. I understand there's nothing to be done about it, but I'm not blind to the shit. You feel me? Yeah, and that, see, that's what I, why, what I like about your music, bro, is that, like, you are able to drop a jewel is not preaching, you know what I'm saying? But and it's just it's just like how we having this conversation, right? Like, do you, is it um something just that that you do naturally as far as you know keeping keeping it reality based? You know what I'm saying? Because it, I mean, you do that extremely well, and I feel like right now, especially in 2022, with everything going on, shit like that is most definitely needed. I'm a nerd, bro. Like. Under all everything, I've I've always been a nerd, a nerd to the core. Even when I was in the streets and running around doing what I had to do, I've always been a a, a, a addict for information, mm-hmm. and I've always studied people. Like I mm-hmm. always get to where I'm studying the whole room, the surroundings, and trying to see why people tick the way they do. And with my music at this point, like with the wonders of this fucking net and the way the world just shook out, I don't have to chase nothing. Right. I ain't chasing no deal. I don't have to. I don't give a fuck about none of that shit. Most of them niggas would like to be me, to be honest, because I can, if they can make what they make, how I do it, they would be fucking. It's crazy, right? Right. right. But 
I do what I do in the music because I don't, that's what I want to do. Mm. And I, I miss that. I, I remember how systematically they phased out political rap. Yeah. I remember I remember how they phased that shit out. Mm. They just phased it all the way out. Dude, they used to play KRS one, X Clan, brand new. They just flashed it on the radio. Right. They phased it out. It just went away. And yeah. it's just necessary for my age group. I know we want to hear what we want to hear. Right. Now what the kids is doing is what they're doing, and I respect it, but I don't rap for them. Right. Right. Now, if they can get it and they sophisticated enough on their journey where they can understand what I'm talking about, then come on, you're more than welcome, but I don't rap for them. That's right. my daughter. That's her right. people. Right. We'll talk later, you know? Yeah. But, yeah. but as far as us, you know, a lot of us, we, we complain about these kids and the music when it's people like me. It's so many of us. Look for it. Find mm. it. Support it. And stop treating the shit like it's a secondhand thing, like it's music. You don't have to grade it because it ain't fucking on Def Jam or it makes no fucking sense. Like yeah. if I pull up and it's a lady that sells sandwiches on the corner that's better than Subway, then I'm going to her for lunch. And it's just yeah. that that's just what that's just what it is. Right. It, it, it ain't a thought. I don't I don't care if she don't got a fucking FDA thing in the window with her grade. I don't care. The sandwich is fire. I'm fucking with that sandwich. Right. And that's how I wish people would fucking digest music. Like it's 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 so many, like you don't people don't understand. That you can make somebody's whole fucking year just by just tapping in. Oh yeah, you might be surprised by what right. you hear. Well, well, see, that's the thing too, bro. Is the fact that you know, like, one of this one of the reasons why I created this platform. There's other platforms, you know. Uh, shout out uh, my brother Sunez in New York. And you got powerful impact. You were on there as well, um, and that's you know, awesome. also cats that are you know blogging and writing articles on independent artists. But, you know, like, it seems like the the ones with the big push and the money and all the money behind them and, like, the furthest reach, like, they only, <laughs> they only care about you unless you're doing some dirt and want to and want to sit up there and talk about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not even, that's not what the, that's not even, it don't even have anything to do with the music. It's just a double-edged sword, bro, because a lot of good people are making a living, feeding their families, doing what they're doing. But the machine likes chaos. It yeah. feeds on bullshit. As much, dude, when, this name, I think it was a what he won, Kendrick won a Pulitzer, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. A butterfly, but he for, didn't get no, he, no, he actually won that for damn, bro. Yeah, for, okay, for damn. But the, he got most coverage when they thought he was going at people on control. That's the most coverage he ever got. Facts. You won a fucking Pulitzer Prize, man. Facts. And, and you thinking he and, and you worrying about this verse because it was chaos. Who who had the better verse? Who mm. he, was he dissing on your own song? This, that, and the third. It's it's ludicrous, you know. Like cover that, but cover every fucking thing. Jay Z told you lyrically, you would have been Talib Kweli. Mm-hmm. Go check dude out. Right. You understand? He told you this shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, do you know what? That, I'm sure that helped that dude catalog. I'm pretty oh, yeah. sure that was like, that dude at least a house. At least right. a house. You know what I mean? Right. right. So, right. for right. platforms such as yours, shout out to Powerful Impact and, and, and everybody. And uh, I got to give a shout out to uh, Karis Lamb over at OK Player. She always rocked with me. Dope. People like you guys make a huge difference. Like you don't know what it's like to be scrolling through some shit and see your shit on. Oh shit! It's you know like I got when I dropped Serene, I got a retweet from DJ Pooh. Mm. DJ Pooh is like DJ Premier to some people. Oh hell yeah! Oh, DJ is a super legend. DJ. Come on now, God over here. Yeah, and like I fuck with one of his people, but we wasn't familiar, and I wasn't even following him like that. And then when somebody hit me at work, like, do you see that? It fucking down there brought me to tears, mm. but it made a big ass difference. Right. He retweeted my shit. I'm sure that pushed a couple of hundred units for me. I'm 100% sure. Right, right. And that, you know, so you guys matter, man. So salute you guys for just taking the time to highlight people like me and others that just, you know, we're just making music. We just want to be heard. You don't like it, don't go back to it. I right. don't, don't fuck with it if you don't fuck with it. Right. I'm not right. telling you to just fucking push play and sit through some shit that ain't pleasant but if right. you like it talk about it in the same way you talk about others right mm. don't diminish it like oh this indie cat or this one dude on twitter like no 
this artist, whatever, you heard this shit? No, here it is. Check this shit out. Like, speak life into that shit because it helps. Yeah. It helps. Now, if you don't rock with it, you don't rock with it. Yeah, I remember um, when I had uh, that boy Vic on and he said, he said something about like I hit the retweet button, the share button, like that. Like even if you don't buy some shit, just hit the retweet button and or the share button. That shit does so much for visibility for independent artists. Where not just even in music, it could be somebody that's writing a book. It could be somebody that's you know got a business that they trying to you know spread. Like and it's wild that like we even gotta tell motherfuckers like yo. Share the shit or hit the reason. Like you shouldn't even have to tell nobody that. It's crazy as fuck. And this is the thing. Shout out to Vic too. Vic is a very knowledgeable young man. I, I really fucks with Vic's music, and I really fucks with his personality more than his music. Um, it's ill how we can all sit up and fucking run out of characters trying to chime in on Will Slap and Chris Rock or whatever the fucking pop culture fucking moment of the day is. But you know your people working. You like, like you said, it could be shirts, they could be baking cakes, and you know they working. Every time you pull up or you call them, they doing their shit. Mm -hmm. And you just don't think that just like let me, you know, shout this shit out. Like, buy that shit. Don't ask for it. Don't tell me to email you the shit. Buy the shit. Yeah. Support yeah. this shit. Like yeah. you don't go to the store asking for free Cokes and Pepsi. <laughs> you don't. Right. Right. It's, it's, it's just an ill thing and um like people should be ashamed of themselves for that kind of thinking you know, you know it, like, kind of made, it made me think of you made me think of something I've, I, uh, you know like somebody they'll they'll and this ain't everybody right but this is a lot of how online personas are like they'll take a picture of themselves in a Gucci store you know I'm, I'm doing this but you know let's say they spent some money at a black owned business even if it was just like $25 like they just buying going up going out their way. Now nah, you gotta be help be if that's if they if that's your people, if that's a staple of the community, you know what I'm saying? Help blow it up, man. That's what we're supposed to be doing. Man, listen. I I don't um uh, I met I met uh in real life with uh my man Kill. Shout out to Kill, my man Westlife and everything. We back. When he was like, What we gonna eat, I took him to the fucking black on taco spot. Mm. That I've been, I grew up fucking with because that's mm. what I'm gonna do. I'm not gonna right. say let's go to fucking a chain restaurant where these motherfuckers getting their money any goddamn way. Right. I need you to go back to your city talking about this taco spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you go to LA, I need you to, you know what I mean? Because it's only right. Mm. You know, mm. we, you know, the economics say our dollar leader hood so fast. We do not, we don't spend with each other. We want discounts. And it's just, there's a, the programming is off in us. And it, I, I can't blame us because it's just been so systematically embedded in us, but we gotta fix the program. Yeah, we yeah, gotta I agree. Fix the programming. And I, what I did see during the pandemic, a lot of businesses and a lot of people figured out they had a vibe and they started capitalizing on it. And it was a lot of support. Just keep it going. Killer Mike did that big push for the black bank in Atlanta. That shit took off. Keep it going. At the same time though, at the same time, what else you saw? You saw big name artists that couldn't tour, couldn't do shows, couldn't get no money, scamming niggas, eating mm -hmm. their own, cannibalizing, because that's what we fucking do. Right. You did not see one rock group doing them fucking scams, them playlist scams, them mixtape scams. You didn't see one fucking pop star doing that shit. What what were the mixtape scams for people that don't know? Bro, the was like you was paying these motherfuckers two hundred, three, four hundred dollars to fucking for to be on a fucking playlist or a mixtape. They so called was gonna host and promote. Basically, they put their fucking picture on that shit and put it on a fucking Spotify playlist that nobody paid no attention mm. to. Damn, you Damn. didn't get a verse. You didn't nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, I mean, like, I'm not feeling sorry for nobody because the game is the game, and you got to take your lunch and learn from your mistakes. But at the same time, that shit was predatory. And that's what I'm yeah. saying, just like just as an example of how we do each other. That's a small example. Yeah, because they was because they was because people were showing the screenshots. They like big name artists, they was inboxing indie artists. It's not like the indie artists was looking, you know, hollering at them. There was big name artists, somebody on their accounts, 
Oh, yeah, somebody on their accounts, yeah. yeah that's more than likely what it was. But it was authorized. They knew what was it. They knew what it was, and it was sad because some of my favorites was doing the shit. Mm-hmm. But I mean, at the same time, everybody got to fucking eat, whatever. Yeah. You know, like I said, it ain't no victims and shit. It's a lesson if you make it one or you, it's an L. Take it however you're going to take it. But I'm just saying, it's predatory. I've never, you know, I've, uh, I know, I've never understood how anyone can make it and then do what was done to them to others. It's like, I'm not going to name names, but you know artists that was publicly jerked end up jerking artists under them. Right. Publicly. Like, it's just like, you know, but mm-hmm. it's not really that shit. Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. Um, You got a album, God Sent Me, and I love that album, bro. Like, just the concept. Um, You got to, first I want to know, and for those that have everybody that haven't heard it, I'm, I'm going to obviously put the links to your Spotify and your Apple Music and title and all of that in the description. Um, but it's the joint you came out with in 2021. And it had like <clears throat> uh, somewhat of like a, obviously a religious thing, but it was street shit and real and like real shit about what's happening like uh, in the world. So what, and that's one of the joints where you spoke about gentrification, on, I believe on Exodus, but um. What made you? What inspired you to create that album, man? That was that was a, such a dope album. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we definitely got to get that one some shine. I, you know, and I'm mad because I didn't push it the right way, and that's probably one of my favorites too. To be honest with you, uh, with God, okay, well, not to be long with it, but with God, no, said, you, no, you good. First, I want to hear what you mean by then. We'll get into the answer. What you mean you didn't push it the right way? Well, I just kind of put it out, and I didn't really have a plan on how I wanted to promote it. Didn't mm. have a plan for the videos. Really, I was just kind of. You know, I was in the house. We was all in the house. I was working. And I was just like, well, you know, so my, my Serene project did so well. I was like, let me see if I can capture that shit again. Mm-hmm. You know, so I didn't really do the the, the footwork after releasing the, the joint. And uh, but the the way that shit came to me, I was having a conversation with my uh, with my man Deshaun. And uh I was, you know, he he um he kind of helped me bring me back to just dealing with God on a whole. I was never an atheist, but it was a point where I was just like, I'm going to just do this shit on my own. You know, we all get kind of frustrated and shit with faith. But my image of God is not what others, I believe, image of God is. Right? Mm. So you think, basically, like I tell people, God sent me as a gospel album, and they say, how? I'm like, well, God ain't no no bitch, bro. Like, all this this fucking shit. I'm like, how can you put training wheels on God. It's, mm. it's God. Like, you can't imagine how to offend God. Your, your brain doesn't work to that capacity. You don't got it. Right. right? In my head, that's just how I think. Like, I can't offend God. I can't, like, people say, oh, well, he's a jealous God. Jealous of what? It's God. Mm. Right. How? Like, you understand? And that's just, so, with that project, it was like, that's just how me and God talk. Mm-hmm. And like in real time, that's like, you know, like all my, my, like you look at the stories in the Bible, the Torah, the Quran, they're, they're stories, but these are real people that were in situations, these are street people mostly, mm-hmm. right? Right. And um, th- they're telling their story. So I just put myself in a, in a big and really, going, and really going through some wild shit, you know what I'm saying? Man, wild <laughs> shit, gangster <laughs> shit, all through, throughout every, every book. <laughs> Right. And I just been telling my story from that point of view. Like, I'm talking, this is like, you know, like Exodus and the themes and everything. We're just kind of trying to relate and just kind of let people know, like, you don't got to be rigid. You be you mm-hmm. with God and, and he's going to be right where you at. And he sent me to tell you this. Like, right. stop being like, it, it ain't Easter. You don't got to worry about that shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, church is fucking whack. Right. I seen right. this shit video where the, the pastor came in, fucked up, looking like a homeless man, and they shunned him, his whole congregation. Then when he popped out, they sitting there crying, ashamed. Damn. I'm like, that's exactly what it is. If a homeless motherfucker off the bus start came in there stinking, they're going to escort his ass out. They yeah. might give him a couple of dollars, but they're going to get him out of there. Yeah. Come on, man. God is, God, God is deeper than all that corrupt shit. You, you mentioned the album uh, Serene, which did really well. Um... It's just talk about how that came about and the response and reception that you got because you know you weren't able to push that one more um than you know you were uh God sent me. So yeah, if you can just build on that some. 
Well, Serene, bro, like, I can be completely honest with you. Like, I mean, I'm transparent. Serene was just fucking timing, man. I, I, It was perfect timing. Serene was a completely different project. It was a completely different project. And I'm um, over where I live out here in Bakersfield. I was out walking my dog. It was pandemic out. Ain't nobody outside. It was dark. And I live by the river walk. But, you know, it's like a little bridge, a little, you know, a little river, a little, you know, mm-hmm. canal. Yeah, and the way the light was hitting this shit, and nobody outside. I was like, man, that shit's serene as fuck. Hmm. I was like, oh, right. Mm-hmm. And it just like, I like that. So I went home and I kind of started reconstructing. But I was already working on the material of what was happening in real time, as mm-hmm. far as like what was going on with the police and the fucking everybody was on the Trump shit and just everything. But just from my perspective, you know, because I'm not fucking rigid. I don't. It's not a preachy thing. It's just an observation. I call myself a griot because I'm just telling you my story, yeah. right? Or telling you a story and you take it for what you get from it. And if you don't get nothing, then you don't. But that's how Serene happened. Once I got the idea, everything was provided. Like I could find a picture of some wild shit and just put Serene on it and put it up. And people were like, but what, like, what the fuck? What, what is that? What's, you know, and it, it just was a long play because I wasn't even finished with the shit. Mm. And it just kind of worked. And then when I did the the, the, the merch and everything, it just kind of hit. And I was tripping because people was wearing them fucking hoodies in the summer. Wow. I, got over I got over 100 pictures of people in them hoodies and it was fucking like August, September. Wow. Dope. Dope. You know, Dope. so it was just God bless everybody that supported that project. And it's just, you know, it's a testament. Like, it can hit. Mm-hmm. If you just, you know, you just got to kind of know your audience and just have a, a, an approach. We'd be on Twitter. I'm sure you probably get wild DMs, but hey, play, play my music or. Oh, yeah. All the time. It's not, that's not how you got to, you know, I was one of them dudes early when I first came back to the music, just links and putting shit up. And I'm like, no, nah, you got to talk to people, get to know people, cultivate mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. And they'll fuck with you, the person, before they fuck with the music. Right. And I know a lot of my shit is mainly goodwill because people like me. You know what I mean? So they 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 then the music is a plus. You know what right. I mean? They they dig into the music because I'm personable and I'm well, know, I think that's I think that's with a lot of art, bro. Like, you know, there are people that can make or break themselves from their uh from their interviews, from their social media persona, from just you know, like we've seen artists that are big kind of have like a fall from grace for, you know, when people kind of really they're like, oh, he kind of on some fuck shit or something. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that it's it's real. It's a real thing where people have, feel like they got it, even if they don't know you, right? If they feel like they got a personal connection with you, like, like let's say um, you got to you find an artist, he dropped, you know, you've been rocking with him since his first album, right? You know what I mean? Um, you kind of got that personal connection with as you know being a fan of the artist you know his interviews his story or whatever and so that no matter what whether it's independent or on a um major level i think people are always going to be more inclined to fuck with the person that they feel like yo i, I rock with them in real life you know what i'm saying but they feel like they're along for the ride you know what i mean right. like they're a part of it that's the funniest shit because i think everybody really felt like kanye could be canceled I'm like, you're not doing the math. It's more crazy motherfuckers than it is sane. Yeah, you know, like, 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 when I found out I was bipolar, mm. I always understood Kanye. Mm-hmm. I always understood the shit. And I don't, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying I understand. It, right? right? You're a wild nigga. But I always tell people, like, imagine if yo, all your shit was highlighted because you was famous. Right. Like, I got moments that I, I pray nobody ever fucking find out about. Right. I think we all do, but imagine like if you was big time. Mm-hmm. You know, so, um, just being human, man. Like, like I said, I don't. I'm not chasing shit. Like, I don't. It is what it. I'm gonna do this shit if I'm gonna just play it in my car personally right. until I feel like not doing it no more. So there's no pressure. And then the people that do rock with me, they don't understand. It's just such a reward after being an older dude that's been doing this so long to see a place where you can put your music out and get what you need without the middleman. It's like, I'm a Clippers fan. 
People mm-hmm. laugh at me, but I'm like, bro, we make the playoffs every year. I've been a fan for fucking over 20 years. You don't understand. That shit is a championship every time they make a playoff. Yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm grateful for from what that was to where from it what is. it was. Because people thing. don't realize that franchise was there was, you know, there was like the the laughing stock of the league at a, at, for a time. The worst sports franchise in history of all sports. Hmm. So to be able to sit in my home record, get my shit together and put it to the world and, and make revenue and people comment. Don't I'm no from the area where I was writing down the labels. I was in LA sending them tapes in the mail, going up in them lobbies, trying to get in them buildings. Like we, It's a different game. People, right. a lot of these guys don't understand that to where we are. So to mm. be here, I don't, bro, like I look at my numbers and I'm like, well, shit. That was still more than what it would have been if this was fucking 20 years ago. Right, right. And but to see whatever really, you know, releasing a project and and to see people buying the merch and to see people, you know, uh fucking with the music as an independent artist, man, that gotta like what's that feeling like? It gotta be like, you know, uh, to let you know at least like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this for a reason. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's the most beautiful, it's it's it's, it's supremely gratifying for me. Um, you have to have a humble approach to this shit. Like I said, I look at it all as a, as a plus. Um, and my whole goal is just to be able to bring what I'm doing to a point where it's running and operating in a way that I think it can operate. I have a number. I have a goal. I'm not there yet, but I think I can get there. And I look at the landscape and I see others doing what they're doing. And I'm not comparing nor competing, but I'm just, I feel like I'm smart and I can figure it out. Also, I feel like I got a ready-made audience because people my age still want to hear shit they like. Right. And they're not gonna get it. It's not gonna be a lot of new shit. Right. It's be more. You're gonna either have to recycle or you're gonna have to give people that's the newer, older artists a chance. Right. Because they got the same sensibility, so it's, it's wide open. But just the support, man. Like, shout out to my man Kashan. This this dude buys every piece of merch, every project, every every everything I've ever done. He didn't touch it and post it. And I'm like, it's, it's just, it's beautiful. You know, right. look up on your shit and you see like you got a big ass following in the UK and you ain't never even been there. Right. Yo, you know, like, huh? No, I was going to say that kind of made me think of something that you just said as well is, you know, we've seen hip hop grow up, right? And at one time there was a, it wanted to be like a quote unquote age limit on it. You know what I'm saying? But now, right. but now like that shit's out the window and it don't matter as long as the music is good. You know what I'm saying? It took a while, man. People used to always ask, like, why the rock bands, Grateful Dead, got this following? But I'm like, dude, that's 50, 60, 70, 80 years in the game. Yeah. Hip-hop had to grow up. Right. We had to get older. The audience had to grow up. Right. Right? Like, right. we laugh and we laugh because people be talking to these, arguing with these gangsters about Tupac. I'm like, bro, these dudes weren't even born. Right, right. Facts. You can't fucking tell them nothing about no Illmatic. They don't give a fuck about that shit. Lil Wayne is they Nas. Right. That's where it starts in like different places for people. You got to respect it. Time don't stop. And that's the thing. I hate the whole get off my lawn shit. Well, I hate how the music is. I'm like, bro, they said that about our shit when Mm -hmm. we was loving what we was loving. Right. Right. You can't be that way. One, it's always going to belong to the you, but there's a place for you. Find it. Yeah. Come on, man. Look at all the shit we got. We got the Run the Jewels. Freddie Gibbs is old as fuck. Many of them, the whole fucking Gazetta, them niggas is all over 35. Right. All of them. Right. You understand? Come on, bro. And it's happening. Right. It's happening. Just let it happen. But don't disparage what you don't. I like, why waste time on what you don't like? Yeah. Like, I'm going to fucking take time to tell you about something I don't like when I could be popping up something that I like. Yeah, facts. <clears throat> and you, I mean, that's a great point. Hip hop had to grow up and grew up with it and the audience grew up and like it just kind of reminded me like <clears throat> excuse me um that last album that he, uh even little brother put out like i was listening to it and they were the things was just like like grown man shit like you know that and i was like damn yo yeah like there's really like this this is really a, a a place there's really a place for it there's really this is really a thing you know what I'm saying? And it's dope to see, man. It's dope to see. Because, you because like, here's the thing. If Jimi Hendrix would have gotten a chance to, to to live a long life, when he's 60 years old, we wouldn't stop telling him to play guitar. You know what I'm saying? And so as, at all. as long as you're still coming with it, 
then you got to keep making music. Ron Isley still getting jobs, bro. Yeah, ain't he? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on, man. It's like Stevie Wonder still on shit. He was on Buster Rhymes last shit. Right. Damn. That's my mom and them shit. He sure was. He was, he was, and yeah, he was on Buster shit. Yeah, you're right. There's no need. It's art. Okay. And right. all you do is either you, it's, it resonates or it doesn't. It's no good nor bad. Like there's, there's so much judgment with the music. All oh, there is too sexualized. I laugh at these niggas because now the women didn't took control of it. Niggas is mad, but we all love Luke. We yeah. love them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A couple moms walking in the room and we watching some Luke. Like we loved it. Bitches yeah. ain't shit. Yeah, nigga, that's like a gang rape for uh, a date rape. <laughs> right. What come out and everybody all up there? I don't want my daughter listening to this shit, but you didn't mind bending her mama over to some other shit. <laughs> Play the game, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You just, I don't like double standards, man. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree, man. So, so every for everybody that's tuning in, um, what's next? What what's next for what up, Vern? Man, I'm sitting up in here right now. Like, um, I got um, I got a surprise coming. I'm thinking maybe May. Mm -hmm. um, I'm about to try a different way of releasing some shit. So I got something I'm about to drop. It's called uh, "Such Is Life," mm -hmm. and um, it, it's fucking crazy. It's it, it's uh back more to what, what what people know me for. And then um, we just dropped the clear tape with the nothing to, the nothing to see here camp. I don't know if y'all peep that yet, but peep that clear tape. It's all okay. over my timeline and distance travel, man. Like, keep tapping in. And if, you know, you find that, go to my bank app and find everything. Um, I'm going to provide you with a link where everything is. All right. This might be the first time you heard of me. So just go ahead and dig in and shit. Then holler at me. Let me know if it suck or if it don't. You know what I mean? Like, we can talk about it. Yeah, and that's the thing. Everybody, if you, if you once you listen to one of the albums, if you like that one, listen to the rest of them. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, listen. Yeah, you don't like shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Vern, I appreciate you for coming through, bro. Man, it's been a pleasure to build with you, man. And like I said, the platform is always open for you. Just let me know whenever you're dropping or you want to come back through. We'll make it happen. Hey, look, man. I've been a fan of the site. I always tap in. I look at all the interviews and shit. And I, I just appreciate you taking the time. We had a couple of reschedules and all, but thanks for being diligent you know, making this happen for me. And uh, shout out to everybody that's looking and listening and uh, make sure to continue to support this man. He's doing good things. And if you're an artist, tap in. Even if you're not on the show or don't get an invite, tap in to support this man because it's an outlet for the whole cause. Most definitely, most definitely. And if you do need the invite and I just ain't really that aware of you yet, send your music if it's dope. You know what I'm saying? We can make that happen as well. But peace, fam. To the next time, man. You have a good evening, bro. Likewise, brother. Thanks for having me. No doubt.